Hello again, beloved. My name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, this is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. I also serve churches in the areas of pulpits, supply, conferences, retreats, and revivals as the Lord provides me opportunity. If I can be a service to you or your ministry, I would love to hear from you. Let's go ahead and open our Bibles again to Jude, the little epistle of Jude. And we have been talking about those in time past that, has been, that have been set forth as an example to us of how God deals with disobedience, how God deals with those who rebel against him. And in verse number five, he says, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that God saved the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt and afterward had to destroy them that believe not. He looks back on the children of Israel, how that they came out of Egypt in a with a high hand, how that God miraculously uh, brought them forth, how that he, you remember the 10 plagues that he brought upon the children of Egypt and finally Pharaoh said just go just go just get out of my sight they plundered the Egyptians they came to the Red Sea parted the Red Sea destroyed the gypsum army that followed them in their chariots and they come on to the other side and immediately uh, I mean they're singing the song of Moses how God delivered them but it doesn't take many days until they begin to question they begin to doubt God they finally get to the promised land. The spies go in. They believe the bad report. They provoke God. They end up walking around in the wilderness for 40 years. And during that time period, because of their disobedience, because they believed the naysayers, the 10 spies that did not believe in the promises of God, um, their carcasses, the Bible says, fell in the, fell in the wilderness because of their unbelief. So that's the first example that he gives in regards to those who did not believe. You know, and I talked to you last time how that we can choose to walk in blessing through obedience or we can choose to walk in cursing through disobedience. You know, in the Old Testament, in the book of Deuteronomy, in verse number 28, the Lord told the children of Israel, he said, And it shall come to pass as if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. If you observe and if you do all of his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee high above all the nations of the earth. And he goes on, and all these blessings shall come on thee. They will overtake thee. In other words, you can't run fast enough to get away from them. If only you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. He tells them, I'll bless you, man. I'll give you so much blessing, you can't outrun the blessing. If you'll just diligently obey the words that I speak unto you today. But then he turns the corner in verse 15 of Deuteronomy 26, 28 and says, but, but it shall come to pass if thou will not hearken unto all of his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. In other words, you can run as fast as you want. You're not going to get away with it. The curses of God are going to overtake you. And everything that you put your hands on, the fruit of your womb, everything that your fingers, your hand touches, the Lord says, I will bring cursing upon you. 
God does not reward disobedience, my friend. And it doesn't matter what a man says to you. If you're walking out of the will of God, you're going to deal with the consequences of your sin. God forgives the sin, but we have to live with the consequences. And then he gives the example of the angels. Look with me um, in verse number six. And the angels which, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Now bear in mind, he started this out with, I want to put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this. He's not telling these guys anything they do not know. They had the, 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 the books of Moses. They had the law. They had the prophets. They had all of those things. He's saying, I'm not telling you anything you have not already heard before. But God, how he, how he, he, he reserved an everlasting change under darkness, these angels that kept not their first estate but left their own habitation. Now the question is, who are these angels? And there's disagreement, understandably so, who these angels are. Um, you know, I have strong opinions as to who I believe that they are. Uh, I believe these angels are a certain group of angels who did something especially grievous. And obviously it was something Jude felt that they knew about at the time when he wrote this. But I believe he is referring back to Genesis chapter number six. Of course, those that disagree with me, they're moaning right now. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll kind of hint on where they're coming from in this regard. But I believe in Genesis chapter number six when it says, And it came to pass that when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. Now, when it talks about these sons of God, it is not referring to human beings. Uh, it is referring to angels, these sons of God. Matter of fact, over in the book of Job, I'm going to go off the cuff here. In Job chapter number one, um, there's, a, uh, there's a story in Job chapter one and verse number six. Now there was a day when the sons of God came and presented themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them. Now, obviously, he is not talking about human beings that are walking on earth. He is referring to some type of, excuse me, celestial beings that Satan himself was among them. He's obviously referring to angels in this conversation, in this story, this narrative, if you will, in the book of Job. So, Genesis chapter 6, when it says that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, that they took them wives, all of which they chose. He is referring to terrestrial, not terrestrial, but celestial creatures, angelic, who decided to look upon the daughters of men, terrestrial, human beings, and took them wives, all of which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, but that for that he is also flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and 20 years there were giants in the earth in those days and also after that when the sons of god came into the daughters of men and they bare them children 
and some became mighty men which were of old men of renown now again i believe these are referring to angels now some people will say no this is the godly uh line of seth um you know uh, you know cain killed abel and then the thirdborn child was seth and seth's descendants was the promise that the messiah would eventually come and that he uh, if you will, unequally yoked relationship, married outside the holy or godly line of Seth. And as a result, and, uh, giants were born unto them. Well, I mean, I hear what they're saying, you know, but uh, I just don't think because a believer marries an unbeliever, they're going to have giant offspring. Because <laughs> if that was the case, then I know a lot of couples that uh, should have gargantuan children and they do not. Uh, I just don't think that's what that's referring to. This is a this is a very unnatural relationship between angelic beings beings and human women, and as a result, giants were born unto them. So yes, the giants that we we see in the Old Testament, the sons of Anak and Goliath, these were the descendants of the the these were the descendants of these ungodly, unholy relationships. So. Again, I think this is exactly what Jude is referring to. In other words, these people disobeyed, uh, and as a result, they lost their first estate. How did they lose their first estate? They were cast down out of heaven. They are reserved in everlasting chains under darkness until the judgment of the great day because of what they did. Um, these were spoken of in Second Peter chapter 2 and verse number 4, which we alluded to in one of our previous studies. Second Peter chapter 2 verse number 4, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, so these angels sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. So whatever group of angels these were, uh, they sinned. And as a result, they were cast down and they are reserved until the day of judgment. Now, I believe that that day of judgment that he is referring to can be found in Revelation chapter number 9. Because in Revelation chapter number 9, we see that, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth, and to him, this is the devil, was given the key of the bottomless pit. This is that darkness, this everlasting darkness. And smoke rose out of that pit as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out smoke out of the smoke locusts, demons upon the earth, and unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. I believe that these are the angels. I don't believe they're the only angels, because you'll remember that uh, when Jesus uh, went to uh, cast the demons um, out, of the, out of the swine, uh, you'll remember that they, they asked him uh, not to condemn them uh, to the pit. Um, and and Jesus, as a matter of fact, it's in Matthew eight thirty one, in Matthew eight thirty one. Uh, so the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine, and behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished in the waters. So these angels were afraid of being assigned to the pit.
just like these angels of long ago. And God allowed them to, the Lord Jesus Christ, God incarnate, allowed them to go into the swine instead. And of course, they destroyed the swine as a result. So these fallen angels, they, dis, they disobeyed God. And as a result of their disobedience and marrying with the children of the daughters of men, God cast them out of heaven. They lost their first estate where they await in chains of darkness until the judgment of the great day, which I believe is in Revelation chapter number nine. No, not everybody agrees with that. And that's fine. You know, some people say, well, you know, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God what? No, I, I really don't think so. I, <laughs> you know, the Bible talks about uh, how that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, or even entered into the mind God, the things that God has prepared for him. Uh, you know, um, I don't, I don't think that's going to be on our on our hearts and minds when we get into the presence of God about whether or not we understood correctly who the sons of God were in Jude and in the book of Peter in Genesis chapter six, you know. So that's the second example that he gives. And then he gives a, a third example uh, when he talks about Sodom and Gomorrah. And we'll talk about that next time. God bless you. Remember, God loves you. He wants the best for you. It's working all things out for your good.